We're doing a big on Jeremiah Wonders today. Got the newest Kill Tony regular in the house, Malcolm Howard. <laughs> Let me retake that. Oh, man. You sounded so black. I know, right? <laughs> that is a sneak peek of what's about to come. Welcome to Jeremiah Wonders. How's your week going? Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us here on the program. I was curious what you guys have been saying about the show. So I want to introduce you to a new segment that I like to call The Reviews Are In, where I am going to read some iTunes reviews in an epic fashion. The Reviews Are In. Flansbird says he's a good boy. Joke1028 writes, love the podcast, saw Jeremiah live and must say, he is one of the great comedic talents out there today. Azuni says, positivity. Yay Pizza declares, if Sax Talk doesn't make you immediately smash that subscribe button, then there is something wrong with your smashing finger. Jeremiah is so genuine and hilarious, enjoy right now. Ed Walk writes, saw this guy at Eddie's attic, haven't laughed that hard in my life. Mechanical Chicken shouts, this guy is hilarious. If you don't know him yet, you will soon. Yosef Brosip exclaims, a refreshing take on podcasting. Funny and easy to listen to. Best new podcast. This has been The Reviews Are In. Thank you for all those awesome reviews. Believe it or not, those are actual usernames that people <laughs> submitted comments with. I appreciate all of them. Some of them sound made up, but they're actually real, and I appreciate all the five-star reviews. If you haven't done it yet, head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and maybe I will read one of your reviews in the future. I want to keep going with this kindness challenge thing. I, I've been loving the feedback that I've been getting on this show with that, and I wanted to read a letter that I received from a listener of Jeremiah Wonders. I don't know what he sounds like, don't know what he looks like, so uh, I, I figured I'd wonder what this guy was all about, and so I'm going to read the letter in the voice and attitude of, of what I think this guy could possibly sound like. Hey, Jeremiah, I want to start off by saying great podcast, homie. My name is Dave, a.k.a. Junkie. I'm a glass artist in upstate New York near Syracuse. I've been listening to your podcast since it came out. I, of course, heard of you from Tony and Joe Rogan's podcast. Anywho, I love the simple idea of just doing something nice for a random person or a friend. So simple most of the time, we don't do it. It was my birthday on April 2nd, and I was thinking, what could I do nice for someone I don't know? I've gotten a hundred bones from my mother, and my homie took me out to a Brazilian steakhouse for dinner. I remember hearing Ico watch Kill Tony live, so I got back to my studio, found it on Vimeo, and started watching it. That was also the night almost everyone, if not everyone, ate a bag of dicks, except Malcolm Hatchett. As many other people, the first time I heard him, I knew he was something special. Russell Peters gave him 100 bones that night, and I figured that's something I could do. I hit up Malcolm on Instagram, asked for his Venmo, and sent him over 50 bones and put a little note saying, for loving the dream. And did this right after Kill Tony ended. Then a couple weeks later, April 23rd, I sent him 33 bones because I had a little bit of extra money to spare. I know he's going to make it in the comedy world, so I'm glad I can somehow support it. Thank you, Jeremiah, for challenging me to be kind. Junkie. Thank you, Junkie, for writing into the show. I appreciate that nice letter, and I'm glad that uh, you have been challenged to be kind. It's a good, good feeling. 
whenever uh, you're putting some kindness out into the world. And I appreciate you supporting our friend Malcolm Hatchett. This episode is a lot of fun. Uh, I think you guys are gonna gonna really enjoy this this episode with Malcolm Hatchett. If you do know him from Kill Tony or you don't know him from Kill Tony, he's just a good dude. He uh, and it's a fun listen, and I think that we uh, bounce off each other pretty well. And some of the uh, the phone calls uh, that we got on this this episode pretty crazy, pretty interesting. So I think you're gonna enjoy that. I had a fun week. I've been skating more often. I went with my buddy MF David Deary. My friend David Deary, we uh, went to uh, this this skate park called Pedlo. It's near Encino. And, man, it is so just fun, like physically and mentally. It's just like therapeutic because all you, whenever you're skating, there's just like this flow and this energy where you're just thinking of nothing but not falling down and just cruising and riding around and trying to nail something, like maybe a trick or maybe just trying to, to do something by overcoming a mental obstacle, but I just have been really enjoying that lately. And my boy, Patty Reagan, and I were in the studio again. We were recording some sketches and finalizing some vocals for the Reagan and Watkins album. We just have, I believe we have one final studio session, and then it's going to start getting mixed and mastered, and I will give you guys updates on that. But man, I'm so, so pumped. I keep saying how excited I am to show you this album, but it's, it's my debut album. Not only just with Pat Reagan, but I've never released a comedy album, so this is a big deal for me. So I'm I'm very excited to share that with you guys once that comes out. I've been watching Westworld. What do you guys think of Westworld this season? I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, first season I absolutely loved, but we'll see where this one goes. Uh, the first episode, the season premiere of the second season, was interesting. If you haven't watched it yet, maybe check that out and we can talk about it. I've also been watching Bill Hader's new show, Barry, on Showtime. Man, Bill Hader is amazing. Actor, comedian. I really enjoy this show. And Henry Winkler is in it as well, so come on. <laughs> it's a winning cast. Love that. That's what I've been up to this week. I was just in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you to everyone who came out to those shows. Man, those were super fun at Wise Guys Comedy Club. Had a lot of Kill Tony and Death Squad uh, supporters come out, as well as people who listened to Jeremiah Wonders. A guy, whenever I went to the stage, yelled out sax talk before I even started talking. So there you go. This podcast is making the rounds. Thank you for the, the support, guys, and uh, showing support by grabbing some CDs and inflatable saxophones and Jeremiah Wonders stickers and all that stuff. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. Let's get to these sponsors real quick. Big shout out to Bronx Born Pizza. Guess what, guys? They made video possible on this podcast. There will be video uh, as long as my schedule allow it. There should be video every week from now on, uh, including the video uh, for this episode with Malcolm Hatchett will be out on Wednesday. The first video was released last week with Johnny Pemberton, and it is pretty cool. Uh, I've been getting good feedback on that, and some people just prefer that that medium of of content so there you go there's just another way to get it and you can get that at jeremiahwatkins.tv or go to youtube.com slash jeremiahwatkins for the new jeremiah wonders weekly episodes on video thomas schiffer i did his podcast uh mod rats podcast check that out he is uh the guy behind bronx born pizza who made the video possible so Say what's up to Bronx Born Pizza on Instagram, and uh, yeah, 
just tell them what's up. Say thank you for uh, making this video possible because I would not have been able to do it without them. You got me the laptop, lights, the camcorder, everything to do with this podcast. So I can't thank him enough for that. We have uh, an interesting new sponsor that wrote to me that is just a, is just a, a supporter of the show. He, he wanted to sponsor the show. He said, I don't know how this works, but you know, I, w- I want to make it happen. I can't think of a, a better way to support the show by, by spending some money and, uh, and sponsoring the show. So a huge thank you to Matthew Kelly. <laughs> I wanted to ask a few things about Matthew, and ladies, get ready for this. He likes basketball, football, and soccer, especially Ohio State and the Cleveland Cavs. Game of Thrones, stand-up, podcasts, mountain biking, and rap. Young thug and old-school rappers like DMX and Biggie. Ladies, meet bachelor number one, Matthew Kelly. Matthew, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for your generous donation. The studio time for the Reagan Watkins album has been costing me and my boy Patty Reagan a pretty penny. The guys who are helping us produce it are, are giving us a, a good rate, but it's still expensive and everything takes longer and, and time just keeps adding up on that. So that helps us out a lot. So you're making you're making my dreams come true. Oh, 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 oh. Also, Bad Mirror. Go to badmirror.tv. You may have no idea what it is. Um, it's kind of like a YouTube. It's kind of like a, a new version of TV that they're trying to get going that's... Uh, you know, you can get your music and sports and entertainment all in one place. Education. So as they say, don't mourn the death of TV. Just help us bring it back to life better. So it helped me out a lot if you go to badmirror.tv and just check out that website and see what's up. Loyal OG, sponsor of the show, Speedweed, at Speedweed on Twitter. Hit up my buddy Gino. He's got the weed you need over at Speedweed. And Joe's Pizza, at Joe's Pizza LA on Instagram. Go to Joe's Pizza on Sunset in L.A., West Hollywood. Tell them Jeremiah Watkins or Jeremiah Wonders sent you. And you can also sponsor the show by emailing your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. Also, send me original music from your band to be featured on the show for uh, me to use for the Kindness Challenge letters or anything else. Let's get through some tour dates and then get into this episode. Tuesday, May 8th, Stand Up On Spot is at the Comedy Store. Theo Vaughn, Rory Scoville, and more. It's going to be an awesome show. It's every second Tuesday of the month. New killer lineups. Go to standuponthespot.com to get on that email newsletter. You'll get info ahead of everybody else. Also, by being subscribed to this podcast, you get that advanced info. Nobody knows about that yet. Hasn't been announced yet. Thursday, May 10th, I'm headlining the rec room in Huntington Beach. If you want to see me do a longer set, it's going to be a lot of fun. Bring my buddies Omar Nava and Justin Alexio from The Building Years to uh, open for me feature it's gonna be great and then friday may 11th vegas las vegas kill tony and we're doing a stand-up show go get your combo ticks for those shows it's gonna be freaking amazing yeah and then may 17th through 19th i'm at the san francisco punchline with kill tony and doing stand-up featuring for tony hinchcliffe all weekend there so check that out. And then jeremiahwatkins.tv, that's where you can get the new videos for this show. You can get a t-shirt if you want, and you can look up uh, old videos and uh, other podcasts that I appear on and different clips like that. So definitely go to jeremiahwatkins.tv for all that stuff. Let's get into this Malcolm Hatchet episode. This dude's funny. 
He's new on the scene. He's a rising talent. I think you're going to enjoy it. He's got an interesting, unique story, and he's he's got a great head on his shoulders. You'll see as you listen or watch this uh, episode. Without further ado, Malcolm Hatchett on Jeremiah Wonders. We're doing a big today. <laughs> we got the newest Kill Tony regular in the house, Malcolm Hatchett. Welcome to the show, brother. How you doing, man? What's up, man? I'm in here. We doing it. Dude, I'm excited to have you on the show because uh, I feel like you and I don't get to talk too much because uh, I'm about to go on stage for Kill Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like whenever we're hanging out at the store and I'm like running around like getting costumes on or uh, just getting off the stage from playing music or whatever. So I'm excited to have you on the show. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude. Uh, so a lot of people have been wanting to have you on this podcast. I, I've got I've been hit up by a lot of people to have you on the show. So word, it's cool, man. Shout out to them. I'm here. Yeah, in, in the building. In the building. In the building. So, Malcolm, uh, for people who have not been following you on Kill Tony, let's uh, let's get into how I, I met you. I I f- first came across you, and uh, a lot of people who are uh, have been starting to follow you on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff found you through Kill Tony. You put your name in the bucket uh for uh live podcast how did you hear about the show kill tony uh well when i first moved out here all the comics was talking about it every single day and i was like you know what i gotta i gotta do it and i, I sat through it for like months yeah and then i finally got my name pulled so then i i took advantage of it i was excited but my friends i have friends back home in north carolina they already knew about it I never knew what it was. And when I got on it, they was like, yo, bro, we was telling you about this like before you moved out there. So I was like, all right, we'll just listen every Monday now. Wow. That's crazy. So whenever you got pulled the first time, were you were you confident that you were like, oh, I, this is a minute. Like, th- this is this is no sweat. Like, because you had seen the whole show before you mm-hmm. and you see a lot of comedians. Some comedians do really well and then mm-hmm. other comedians, you know, like kind of tank a little bit. Uh, were you intimidated, like what, like leading up to your first time going on? Uh, my first time, I, I wasn't prepared. I was about to leave. I was about to go to the, another open mic because it was like the last name they was about to call, and I was like, "Dang, man!" As soon as I stood up, they called my name. So the one minute is cool because I'm so used to doing like little sets, all these open mics. Plus, I got a lot of one liners, so that was right down my alley. Yeah, so I guess that format worked. To your mm-hmm. advantage in that way. So yeah. you have a lot of uh, one-liners, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm excited. That's cool. So how people keep asking, like, uh, uh, like a lot of the questions. We'll get into uh, some of the questions later. But uh, people have really embraced you uh, mm-hmm. through this show. Like, b- like before the podcast, to give an example, like, for the, the listeners and the viewers. Uh, like, what was your, like, before, how long have you been on Kill Tony now? Like, two months? Uh, almost two months. Almost, almost two months. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, what was your following like on Instagram? Five thousand. So it went from five thousand to over fifteen thousand in the last two months. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Does that is that does that feel weird to you being like a, a a guy from North Carolina coming out here, you know, to chase a dream, and then like just in a couple months, yeah. like already catching like some heat, momentum? Like, how's that feel? It feel cool, but at the same time, like, I be pinching myself. I was like, this can't be real. This can't be real, but, yeah, man, I like it. Yeah. It's tight. I just wake up every day and refreshing my phone. I was like, oh, new followers. 
so how old are you uh, now? Are you uh, 24. I just turned 24 last month. Oh, well, happy belated birthday, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Uh, man, that, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are, are curious about... Um, so l- let's let's go back a little bit. Um, how how I, I met Malcolm on the show, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe started interviewing him, and we found out pretty quickly uh, that you uh, have been living in your car since yep. moving to Los Angeles. Now, whenever you moved from North Carolina, did you drive that car? Nah. My mom, she, she, I had a cool car back home. She never let me drive it because it was co-signed by her. So I, I bought a Greyhound ticket out here, and I lived in the hostel for two weeks. And then, then my time was up, and I was, like, hiding in the closet the last day. And this dude snitched on me, and I got put out. And I was downtown for, like, some hours. And one of my friends who had been out here from back home, he picked me up, and I moved in with him in Burbank. And I was there for three weeks, and then they got evicted. They got, like, put out. And a, a friend of mine back home, she sent me $1,500. And I bought the car for eight hundred. Oh, okay. Like cool. right around the corner. That's awesome. Yeah, my mom ain't let me drive. I think uh I think the uh the guy who snitched on you is calling into the show right now. Does him call him? Hello. Um is uh is this Malcolm Hatchet? Yeah, who this? Uh well, uh I hate to inform you, but uh this is the uh the guy who told on you. Where you at? I'm gonna beat your ass as soon as I see you. Um well, I'm still unfortunately living in different hostels around Los Angeles. Drop your address. I'm on the way, you little fat fuck. And you ate my bologna sandwich that I left in the refrigerator. I hate you. Why you snitch on me, man? I could have slept in there for one more day. Well, um, you know, sometimes uh, there's consequences to actions, and I knew that you hadn't paid your rent, so I figured that it was time for you to go. And guess what? I... I moved the two beds together, the one that you were sleeping on and the one that I was sleeping on, and I made a double size out of that, and now I was have been enjoying that at a cheaper rate since you've been gone. <laughs> you needed two beds, you fat fuck. That's why I hate you. And I drank your Capri Sun. Wait, you drank my Capri Sun? Yep, that was me. Well, guess what? Your bologna sandwich tasted quite delectable, Malcolm. That's why I don't follow you back on Instagram. Will you please follow me? I I, I need. Fo- I I've noticed that you've become quite successful since leaving the hostel. Thank you. We just lost him. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where he went. That's messed up, man. I think he had minutes. <laughs> he had minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Sissy. Uh, bring bring this mic up a little bit closer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's a little bit better. We cool. in here. We in here. Uh. Man, so you've lived so far living in Los Angeles. You've lived a lot of different kind of places. I don't know why that guy kind of sounded like Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah, by the yeah. Way. yeah. I don't. I don't know what what was going on with that. Like, uh, I, I don't know if uh, <laughs> if evil just sounds <laughs> like Tony Hinchcliffe <laughs> or what? Damn. Have people asked you to do your Tony Hinchcliffe impression yet? Nah, nah, yeah. Everybody, everybody who like is, has been like a regular on Kill Tony or knows Tony, they have a version of him. So yeah. I, I think that we should hear what what your Tony, what Tony Hinchcliffe sounds like to you. This is Tony. Okay. Fuck yeah. <laughs> the number one live podcast in the world. <laughs> so you you so you've lived in a lot of different situations. What's been the scariest situation? Like because you've lived in your car, you lived mm-hmm. in hostels, you're living like uh, in an Airbnb with a friend right now. So mm-hmm. that's dope. But that's tight. Uh, 
but have you run across any like real danger like being in LA like any moments where you're like oh I I got I kind of got to be careful I got to watch my back uh, mm. a little bit in these scenarios kind of but not really I ain't really scared much downtown's kind of scary though I was in Koreatown it was a lot of gangs over there yeah yeah but it was straight because I walk fast so they weren't trying to catch up with me there's a lot of Korean gangs <laughs> oh no nah, it's just uh what are Samoan Samoans Samoans yeah they're like, all downtown like the like they're, I heard the they, big like yeah like Hawaiian kind yeah, of yeah they all down there really in, Korea, in Koreatown yeah Koreatown and uh, a lot of Mexican gangs too really oh heck yeah Man, I was out there. Well, I wasn't out there. I was inside, but they was out there. Yeah. Man. Because I, I, a lot of people who was in the hostel, they been there for like months, and they was just telling me like the colors to wear, but I didn't pay attention. But yeah, they out there. I think uh, I think uh, one of the Simone gang members that scared you is actually calling into the show right now. Oh, he calling in? Yeah, he calling in right there. Hey. Hey. Hey, let me speak to Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm, uh, do you want to say anything to him? Hell no, man. Tell him, uh... Malcolm's not here right now. Tell him stop disrespecting, man. You pussy. You don't want no problem. That sound like my uncle. You sure that's him? Uh, I don't know. It, wait, it, is this Malcolm's uncle or is this a Simone gang member? Yeah, this this Earl. Tell Malcolm Common. I heard he don't made it out there in Hollywood. I need a hundred dollars to go get some prescription for my feet. I got the arthritis in my ankles. Tell him to call me. I don't know nothing about no Samoans, some some Maven, none of that. Tell him to call me after seven. That's what my minutes ain't worried about. I love you now. Now, now, Malcolm's uncle. I don't want you to leave quite yet. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for you because I'm very curious. Uh, does everybody back home uh, think Malcolm's made it and he's making tons of money now? Yeah, we know he make it, cause he he don't never answer my call. He be doing his thing on Instagram, getting all them them, them likes. He get the Venmo money, man. He know he don't made it, cause he told me he gonna call me no matter what, and he don't change on me. I'm I'm gonna stop claiming him as soon as he sent me a hundred dollars now. Do you think Malcolm's changed since <laughs> since moving to Los Angeles? He definitely have changed because he went out there with a few clothes, and them pictures he take ain't the same clothes, so he's shopping. <laughs> that boy is shopping. <laughs> Well, uh, maybe you know, as an uncle, you know, you're you're one of his elders. Maybe you could Venmo him a little bit of money. Shit, I can't even spell Venmo. I didn't even know what it was till I heard him talking about it. I was like, oh yeah, he's doing it big. He don't created his own app. <laughs> you thought you you thought <laughs> you thought your nephew created the app Venmo whenever yeah. he started boasting about it. Ain't that ain't this his app? It ain't his app. Oh, he lied too much. He just like me, always lying around and stuff. He need to lay down. <laughs> He need to lay down. He lied too much. Maybe I read it wrong. All right, Malcolm's uncle. Uh, thanks so much for calling in. Hey, hey, Malcolm, Malcolm. Hey, man, that boy crazy as hell, man. Oh, we just lost him, man. Yeah. Man, so uh, <laughs> that that's crazy that he thought you invented the app Venmo. Yeah, he, he crazy. I don't even, he ain't even got no social media phone. I don't know how he found out about any of this. Ha have you had a <clears throat> lot of family members who, like, seriously think, like, oh, like he's doing like well financially now. Heck yeah. Then he needs to start sending some money back home. And no. you're and you're like, well, this is kind of like mm -hmm. a warped perception because social media, like yeah. that's what's hard about social It'll media. It'll fool you. It will fool you because like all of a sudden, like maybe you know somebody happened to send you a shirt or two, mm -hmm. and then you post that you're wearing a new shirt. People are like, 
oh, he he's made it now. Yeah. He's got people sending him stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that's like one outfit. You know what I mean? Like, I still gotta, I still gotta put gas in my in my car. I still gotta find a way to pay rent. Like, yep. it's still like really difficult. Yeah, man. My cousin hit me up the other day. He was like, man, where you living at? No, my homeboy. He was like, where you living at now? I was like, I'm I'm in the Airbnb. I'm still in the car. He's like, damn, you still in the car? I was like, man, hell yeah. Because he said he finna come out here soon. Well, yeah. When Well, whenever, uh, you know, people have heard about, like, uh, some comics that have been generous with you, like like Russell Peters, like, you know, kicked you 100 bucks, like, on Kill Tony. Mm-hmm. And you said, like, Gerard threw you some money. Yeah. Uh, Gerard Carmichael. Gerard Carmichael. It was super cool of him. Uh, and he hasn't, and you haven't even met Gerard yeah, yet. Like, in person. That's, that's freaking cool. Um, but people see what, what's cool about what's going on with you is people see uh, that you're very talented and uh, you should check out Malcolm's stuff online and uh, through Kill Tony if uh, if you're just now discovering who he is. Uh, but everybody is is like uh, this dude is a young up and comer. He's hustling and you're uh, very nice and easy to talk to. So that that makes a huge difference. Like if you're cocky, mm. oh, nobody, you know what I mean? Yeah, nobody would really that. be wanting to help you out. Mm-hmm. But you're like grounded. You're, you come from like a kind of small town yeah. in, in North Carolina. Like I'm from Kansas City. Oh, word. So, oh, yeah. My friend from Kansas City. What's what's a barbecue like in uh, North Carolina? Oh, it's Carolina? too good. Too good? Yeah. Oh, hey. Have you had shit. Kansas City barbecue? Nah. It's Ooh. good. Yeah, I I guess I haven't really had North Carolina barbecue, yeah. so I can't really say like, oh, it's better because I haven't had. But oh yeah, it's it's really good. I believe. Yeah, we got a lot of cows. <laughs> we got a lot of cows in Kansas too. Yeah, man. Well, you know there are a lot of cows around, so uh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I uh, people keep asking what where does this lay down thing uh come from because i had to leave kill tony <laughs> last week for your set and oh, then yeah. you started doing like a callback to this catchphrase like what's the original joke from uh, lay down and people and there's people who are asking on instagram and twitter like mm-hmm. what is what is this well, exactly the, where i'm from i think anybody that's what black parents say to their kids when they're doing too much in the house like you running around they be like lay down and my friend Serejoy, he was doing too much the other day he just kept talking. I was like, bro, just lay down. And they started laughing. And I, I, I never stopped saying it. So I just kept saying it. Now it's a, it's a catchphrase. But yeah, that's what the ghetto mama say to their kids when they be running around and stuff in the house. Lay down. You better lay down. So I just started using it. <laughs> I just started using a stand-up for different yeah. punchlines. That was an accident. I didn't mean to say it like that to him, but it worked. He started laughing. <laughs> I was like, all right. So what 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 kind of dude were you uh, in North Carolina? Like like what? Uh, when did you start getting curious about comedy and stuff comedy, like that? Uh, like three and a half years ago. Uh, I I, I was, at first I was a basketball player. I had hoop dreams. I wanted to go to the NBA and stuff. Yeah, wanted, point guard, shooting guard. Uh, I I was a point guard because of my height. I can dribble, but I couldn't really shoot like that. Mm-hmm. So back when I'm from small forward, okay, rebounder, passer, I can jump. I had hoop dreams. Then uh, I was always goofy, always goofy. And uh, this girl, she told me about a comedy club in the city. They closed down now, but uh, this comic came, D.L. Hughley, and she wanted to go check him out uh, three and a half years ago in August, and it sold out. I was like, dang. She was like, you should do comedy. I stopped talking to her because I thought she was crazy. And then it took me four months. It took me that December, and I I went there and, and scoped it out, and I came back with like 40 friends. It was like Christmas break from college. And they they all supported me, and I and I just started doing it. I like fell in love instantly. But I was the class clown. All my teachers was like, "You should do comedy. You should act." 
and I just wanted to play basketball, and it didn't work out. So I was like, man, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just try comedy out, and then it worked out. How did that first set go? Whenever you had like uh, forty friends with it, you, it was natural, but it wasn't. It was stupid. It was just stuff off the head about crackheads and stuff. It was like I, I got five minutes, but I talked so fast. I thought I did ten. I only did two minutes. <laughs> And I got off the stage. Dude, that's what happens whenever you, whenever you start starting out and you're nervous. Mm-hmm. You start talking so fast, and then you realize that you've gone through yeah. so much material in such a short amount of time. I got off the stage. I seen my phone. I was like, man, two minutes. You sure you recorded it? <laughs> yeah. Play that tape back. Yeah. And then I kept coming back, man. So was it – was it because uh, you have uh, – uh, you're one of those guys who has uh, a natural charisma and stage presence. How quickly did that – did you start sensing that like from other comedians, like uh, pointing that out? Like, Oh man, you're having good sets for like being pretty early in comedy. Oh, six months in actually. It was six months. Whenever it started, you started to kind of like get kind of bearings on. Heck yeah. I just had to find more material. Yeah. Six months in, I was, I was pretty comfortable. I was comfortable my first day. Kind of not, not really. I was, I was real, real excited and nervous at the same time. But six months in this guy, I forgot his name. He, uh, he kind of, he kind of, he he kind of big, but uh, I was at an open mic and he seen me and he let me open up for him for the weekend. That's my first time I ever opened up, uh, up for somebody. Then it gave me like seven minutes. He was like, "Yo, you six months in for real?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Man, I want you to open up for me." So I opened up for him. He was like, "Man, you got it. Just slow down, cause I still talk talk fast." Yeah, six months in, I was I was pretty comfortable comfortable on the stage. I just needed like tighter material, but it was nice. What's what's your writing process like? Like how like since starting out because uh, how long have you been doing comedy now almost for almost four years almost four years mm-hmm. okay cool so has your comedy writing style changed since like do you do you go off the top a lot on stage or do you are you one of those guys who sits down and like will like write jokes out and like have a certain amount of time that you do per day or per week or whatever mm-hmm. uh i kind of i go off the top but sometimes i i write i write a lot i write a lot but i write like like it might be like about McDonald's, and then I do like bullet points, like black customers, white customers, and then I kind of elaborate when I'm on stage. And I do a lot of, I, I put a lot of my phone. But yeah, when it's like a, a big show coming up, yeah, I try to write, I try to write a lot, fill up some pages, and just go over it. So yeah, when I go to open mics, I just whatever comes to my head, I put it in my phone, and then it might not even be written out in a sentence. It might just be like the police. But I know what I'm gonna talk about. Then I record it, and then when I record it and listen to it, then I finish writing it up. Right. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. What I, what I like to do on stage is uh, I write on stage a lot, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll have bullet points or ideas before I go to the stage, and then I'll listen back to it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll sometimes, if certain lines are hidden, I'll sit down and transcribe those lines, yeah. and then keep like editing and editing over and over, like going back and forth between the stage and yeah, the notebook. Heck yeah. But uh, you you mentioned uh, on Kill Tony, uh, and I think that the listeners will find this interesting if if they haven't heard about this yet, that you um sold drugs for a period of time while oh, you were hey, in North okay. Carolina. I was hustling. How? At what age did you get into that? Uh, I started late, man. I started at uh, I'm 24 now. It was after the hoop dreams. Yeah, after the hoop dreams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That was, dude, that was a realization for me. Whenever I realized that I wasn't going into the NBA, mm-hmm. I, dude, I love basketball. Word, I can tell. And yeah, yeah, uh, too. dude, uh, you'll have to hoop with us sometimes. We play uh, games on Saturdays. Uh, right. We'd play like a rec game with a bunch of comedians. Oh, word. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, you have to come play. Heck yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> dude, I was crushed whenever I 
like had that realization. It was mm-hmm. like whenever I got cut from uh, the uh, the junior, uh, my junior year, I got cut, and I was yeah, like, me oh. too. I was like, oh, it's not gonna happen because like I'm not gonna be able to climb up. I'm not gonna yeah. be able to come in as a senior and not be on the bench. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I got cut too my junior. Year. I got cut every year in middle school, tenth and eleventh grade. My senior, year, another high school called me, and I went over there, and I was starting. Then I started sitting the bench, so I went back to my old high school. And I just started roasting everybody. I was like, fuck basketball. I'm going to just roast everybody. <laughs> I was roasting all the star players and stuff. Oh, yeah? Getting them discouraged before the game. <laughs> and then you're like, looks like I'm starting tonight. <laughs> Getting <laughs> inside their George. heads, like yeah. roasting them. They're like, man, I don't know <laughs> what's going on with Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> but it uh, looks like Malcolm's starting tonight, baby. Mm-hmm. Lay down. <laughs> <laughs> Lay down. I lay down on that bench. Uh, yeah, I start, I, I, I'm pretty sure I started at 22. Yeah, I was only doing it for like a year and a half. Yeah, 22. And was it? And what was it exactly? Like, how, how do you even get into that? Oh, like, uh, well, all my friends did it. All my friends, mm-hmm. the older guys, the younger guys. I was just surrounded by it. I just always had hoop dreams. I was just always like to myself. And I was like, man, I, I knew a lot of people. And a lot of people would always hit me. Because back home, I sold a lot of weed. It was illegal in North Carolina. But people would hit me up. They'd be like, yo, you know who got some weed? And I'd let them know, but then the guy I sent them to didn't have none. So I was like, man, I'm gonna start doing this. They be playing. Yeah, they keep they keep texting me. Why am I sending yeah. <laughs> customers away to other people? Then I did it, and it started. I started making a lot of money. I was buying a lot of shoes and stuff, clothes, jewelry. Started hustling. I was I was actually doing it to save to move to California. That was my goal. I was like, I'm gonna do this for a little bit, and I'm gonna move. Then I, I kept procrastinating and I kept spending money. I was like, man, I'm going to just move. I moved out like $400. With thinking that you were coming out here to do comedy mm-hmm. and everything? Oh, yeah. yeah. Heck, yeah. I was trying yeah, to make a lot. Because you were already a couple of years in the stand-up at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. I was trying to make enough to come out here. But I was like, forget it. I'm going to just go. Was it hard to like stay away from that? Yeah. Like up until twenty two? Like like selling like selling like whenever you have a bunch of friends mm-hmm. around you doing it? Because I mean, you see friends around you, they're starting to make good money, mm-hmm. like their wardrobe changes, their their cars start changing around you. Thank you. Like is, is that hard like being in like high school and late college like with like surrounded by that and and being able to abstain from that? In high school, it kind of not to me it wasn't cuz I was like I was anti-social for a little bit, but at the same time I was like I mean, I get it one day, but then in high school I wanted to do it bad, but I I really couldn't cuz my mom was strict. I didn't have a car. And I was just all into basketball because I, I had cool clothes, but all my friends had fresh stuff. I was like, man, I know he's selling drugs. I'm, I'm going to try it out. But I, I didn't really care about it. I was always around it. It just, I used to tease them. I used to tease them. Then I started doing it. And then they started teasing me. So I could I could have stayed away from it. I just got like real, real bored at one point. I was like, I'm going to just try it out. Then I like fell in love with it. I was like, dang. And I bought guns and stuff. I was tripping. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. What kind of guns did you have? Uh, I had a Caltech. I had a... Uh, a 357 revolver. Dude, 357s kick Chrome. so much yeah. whenever you shoot them. Man, my brother sold this shit when I moved out here. Yeah, that's probably a wise move. Damn. Yeah. Well, so me being from Kansas, like I grew up with uh uh with guns and mm-hmm. and uh like rifles and different stuff like that. So I've shot like a lot of different kinds of guns and I remember mm-hmm. shooting a 357 Magnum yeah. as a teenager mm-hmm. and my hand, like mm-hmm. I had both hands on it. You dropped and it was it. just like it went up like, boom! Yeah, like it like kicked like way over it's my loud. head. Yeah, it's loud man, it's real loud. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever have to pull? Oh heck, sure. Yeah, man, it was. Cr- I got shot at one time on the highway. They shot my car in the back of my car. The one that. You know, 
Oh, no, not the one not, I got. Not the one. Oh, yeah. Mom, right, the one my yeah. mom co-signed. It was crazy, man. <laughs> what did your mom say whenever? Well, she, well, she found out. Well, I had to tell her. Uh, she found her the next day because it was like four in the morning. I went home. I was like, I got shot at. She was like, what? Where? I was like, the car. She was like, oh, hey. she didn't even care if I got shot. She was like, the car. <laughs> she said, like, what part of the car? Yeah. She was like, oh, my insurance going to go up. And then when they took the car, when they, they I got, it ended up getting confiscated for me being out here because I couldn't pay it. I was like, just give it to me. If I, I'm kind of glad she didn't give it to me because I probably wouldn't be in this situation. I would have been like something else. Cause I probably would have been Ubering or something. I don't know. But uh, when they confiscated it, they seen the bullet hole in it and they was questioning her about it. And she's like, you're going to have to talk to him. I was like, no, nah, that's your car, remember? <laughs> I think uh, I think Malcolm's mom is calling into the show right Uh-oh. now. Um, uh, hello, is this Malcolm's mother? Yeah, where the hell he at? Oh, uh, I don't know if Malcolm will want me to snitch on him. He's on uh, Jeremiah Wonders. It's a it's a podcast. Uh, snitch? He been snitching his whole life. Let me talk to him. He ain't tough. Where is he at? Him talking about my car, these little bullet wounds. I will beat his little ass. Where is he at? Uh, okay, I'll put him on. If you, little if you, boy, who is this? This, this is Jeremiah Watkins. Uh, it's the uh, the whole. Oh, the little funny white boy out there in LA. I know you is. Hi. Oh, Malcolm told <laughs> told you about me. Yeah, you was hilarious, boy. Oh wow, <laughs> you're making me Anyways, feel. Anyways, what is Malcolm? Oh no, let's get back to talking about me for a second. <laughs> What's your credit score like? Oh uh, well, you know it could be. I haven't checked in a while, but it could be close to eight hundred. What's the last boy? You're so scared, baby. We need to talk. Okay. Well, I, I see you, Malcolm's mom. Okay. Hey, can, uh, hey, can hi, can you Skype into the show? I want to see what you look like, girl. We can FaceTime <laughs> in private. Okay, we'll FaceTime. Okay, I feel uncomfortable. Your son is actually still in the room with me. Who I bet. Yeah, little boy. Don't okay. be playing with me. Okay. You lay down. Okay. Wow, you say lay down, dude. That's, that's wild. Where he got it from. Oh, that's where he got it from. Lay his mama. Down. Well, his mom is funny. She sounds like a very attractive woman. Uh, hey, uh, so I feel uncomfortable uh, talking this openly in front of uh, your son like this. Uh, maybe, maybe I can get your your digits. I'll call you later. But uh, you stop. <laughs> uh, but let's uh, uh, Malcolm, do you want to say something to uh, your mom? Hello, you sound super scared, man. I'm a, I'm a, I've been the bitch. What was you talking about the car? Because I don't tune in. What, what was you saying, little boy? Mama, you need to lay down. Oh, why are you tripping? Little boy, you need to come home and make up your bed. You don't move to California eight months ago, and your bed is still unmade. <laughs> now, I thought you had OCD, homeless or not. You come fix this bed. All right, mama, you buy me a plane ticket. I ain't buying you shit. You don't made it. I heard about the Venmo. Your uncle just called me. Now, now send him $100 and send me $100 too, and we'll leave you alone. Now, I love you now. I love you too, but I ain't seen you nothing. Boy, whatever. You better lay down. Stop disrespecting your mama. Uh, Malcolm's mom, maybe I'll lay down with you later. You better, oh. <laughs> hey. hey, man, chill out. Oh, sorry, man. Malcolm, I'm sorry. Whatever. Whatever. Hey, man, stop being a cock block to your mom, bro. Yeah, stop being a cock block because I need that cock. Hey. Mom, you need to lay down. You need to stop. You know yeah, you got arthritis. Yeah, she need to lay down with me. I'll fix that arthritis real quick. Oh, put this cook on your face. <laughs> mom, you nasty. Uh, we just lost uh, Malcolm's mom. I don't know where she went. Yeah, she crazy. Man, she crazy. Uh, man. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I gotta take a breather. I'm getting hot. <laughs> just the potential, like, of uh, of your mom, like, listening oh back God. to this podcast, being like, "What are <laughs> you doing? I'm a Christian. Yeah, what are you doing? You go from a religious background? Oh man, I grew up in the church, but then we just stopped going. Oh yeah, I used to go all the time. Yeah. What age did you stop going? Oh, uh, I stopped going at like maybe high school, maybe like 
16, 17, mm-hmm. like 17, 17, 18, I started going. It was crazy. We used to go so much, and then it got to the point my mom was like, all right, if y'all want to go to church, wake me up. And we never woke up. We just, we'd be up playing the games and stuff. We'd be like, man, we ain't going to church. She'd be like, oh, I said, I don't play games. Y'all want to go to church? You know. What, what kind of church was it growing up? Oh, I, was like, I, I grew up, I feel like we had, we, you and I grew up Heck yeah, very Kansas. similar, mm-hmm. similar but different. But like a lot of the, like around the same things. Baptist church, one of them churches where people run around and shout, peppermint. All the old ladies' breath stink. They be wearing them big hats. It was one of them black <laughs> ghetto churches. Everybody talking about everybody. It was true. See, that is is one of my only things that I don't like about certain religions. Uh, w- w- that has to do with, like with church. Mm-hmm. Like religion, I'm cool with, but it's more like whenever you get a group of people in a room together like gossiping and like they're talking about each other behind their backs and stuff like that was that like that like oh, that's yeah. like mainly every, the every, women right everybody kind of knew each other's dirt and like mm-hmm. their business like you know what i heard mm-hmm. oh, i think we're gonna call i think it's one of the the, the people that uh the, the preacher to, Is that the... i think it's a preacher that uh that that used to be at the the baptist church that you went to hello is this malcolm yeah yeah this, reverend brown Yes, it's Reverend Brown. What's up, player? How you doing, man? You still wow. out there at the church? <laughs> yes, I am. Did you just say, well, Reverend Brown? Wow! Reverend, you need to lay down. What's up, man? You still got that Cadillac sitting on 22? Yes, I do, Malcolm. It's been a while since you've uh, come to church, and I just want to make sure that everything's going okay for you out in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm out here in L.A., the man. city of demons. Yeah, oh, man, you've been saying that before I moved. Hey, you got a Venmo? I know you got some Venmo, me son. You got all that Jerry. I do have a Venmo. It's, uh, it's North Carolina Baptist Church. And uh, we would love a generous donation from you. I hear that you're doing quite well now. Yeah, I'm doing good, but I need something from y'all. Well, the Lord has given you so much already, Malcolm. Uh, so many talents, so many gifts. Don't you feel like it's time to give back? Look, man, you never had AC in church, man. You got to give me something. I sat through that. I sweated every day. But we had those paper fans on sticks. Man, those everybody on those paper fans is dead. You should have had somebody alive on at least one of them. What, that would have been more inspiring for you to yeah, stick around? Yeah, that was scary fan in my face with a dead lady looking at me. Oh, what? You, you, you would have loved to have Meek Mills or something on the fans? Oh, oh, you don't change, Brevin Brown. Well, that's who we have now. We have Meek Mills on our fans. <laughs> He's got a jail. Oh, I'm well aware. I'm a big fan of Meek Mills. You still be cheating on your wife? Shh. Nah, I'm going to tell her. Vim on me, son, I'm going to tell her. You still uh, be uh, messing with Miss Patty? Wait, how did you know about that? Because I was messing with Miss Patty too. Don't tell nobody. But yeah, Miss Patty said you got a limp. <laughs> she I, said, I, I gotta go, Malcolm. <laughs> wow. Where you at? Hello? Oh, man. We lost him. He lost. Wait, you were having sex with the same girl that your your preacher was having sex nah, with? Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'll ever cheat on his wife. At least I hope. I, I would hope not. Yeah. Preacher nah. of a Baptist church? Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. They be gossiping too. So all of them be gossiping. Would you go multiple times a week, like growing up? Oh, I used to, I used to go uh, every Sunday, but sometimes we go on Saturdays because it'd be like an anniversary for like the choirs or something. And so Wednesdays like Bible study. So yeah, when I was young, I used to go like two times a week. Then every Sunday, sometimes we used to go Sunday morning and in the evening. Dude, we used to go uh, Wednesdays, Sunday mornings, and Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and it was like a treat if we didn't have to go <laughs> to, yeah. to go to one of them. So yeah, I I ended up. Um, I'm still a very spiritual person. I still believe in God. I still pray every day. Uh, but I don't. I haven't been to church in in years. It's yeah. like just. It's just not really my jam anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you ever miss going to church? I feel, yeah. 
at this point, yeah, because I need some more material. I feel like I got some funny church material. I just got to go see what's going on with the, Chain. The last time I went to church my, my, uh, was with my wife, and uh, I was cracking jokes about the preacher, and mm-hmm. she's like, can you just stop for like for an hour? Oh, you were doing it at church? I was like, I was like, yeah, I was kind of roasting the preacher a little bit because he, like, he was using a ladder for an analogy. Like He was oh. stepping up on the ladder. I was like, man, I don't like prop comics. I really don't like oh. prop pastors. <laughs> Dang, that's too good. Um, yeah, I'll probably get kicked out of church now because I'd definitely be on Instagram, Snapchat. <laughs> we're, wow. just, we're just in the bag taking, taking like, man, these Instagram stories are dope. I do. <laughs> that's hilarious. Did you, did you, um, whenever you're uh, selling drugs, did you ever get into selling anything harder than weed? Oh, I sold heroin and cocaine. I'm guessing that's whenever you maybe had to pull the gun out is, is mm-hmm. in those situations because like mm-hmm. people who like smoke weed, it's like it's chills. Like yeah, it's pretty, oh, nah. it's pretty straight up. It's like yeah. this is what the amount is, and people are like, okay, yeah, sure. Man. I actually had to pull it out. I, well, I got robbed with weed back home because it's illegal. So if you got a wine from you, you the man. It, yeah, it's way harder to get in North Carolina. Yeah, plus plus I had like some good. I was getting it from out here. Well, one of the guys was getting it through the mail. So yeah, it was it was some crazy stuff from Humboldt. So yeah, they was like they wanted it. I set myself up. I got in the car with them. I left my gun in my car. It was crazy. And then they like they like robbed me with a gun to my head. I told them to kill me. Then they got out and started running. Then that's when I got my gun. They already left. Then me and my friends, we went and we started shooting. We seen you just, them. You just looked at them and you're like. Yeah, I looked at them. Yeah, I got in the car. They was laughing. They knew how I was, but they was covered up. I knew one of the guys. I should have knew. I, it was cold, but I should have knew it was set up. Yeah. I kind of felt weird when I got in. I was like, damn. But son told me to leave my gun. I wouldn't been out here if I would have had my gun. I probably would have been in jail. It was a white lady right there standing at us too. And I got in and then dude put the gun up to my head in the back. I looked down and said, kill me. And both of them got out and started running. And then I tried to go to my car and then the dude drove off. Then I seen him later on. What was what was the look if you can recreate whenever you whenever when I you said kill me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what was that like? I, let, let, let's repaint the scene. Right. We're sitting in the car, okay? Yeah. And then uh you feel uh, a gun like, yeah. come up to the back of your head. I was like, and then they're like, hey man. Give us all that money, I was, I was man. Like, Kill me, just like that, goofy. For real? Yeah, I was like, bro, just is that, kill. Is that for real? Now nah, they they both looked at each other and took like, off running. Really? And then the dude who put the gun so up to my did head. They, did they snatch the weed or whatever? They already had it when I got oh, in. Oh, they already had yeah, it. When I got oh, it. because you yeah. were about to receive the money. When gotcha. I got in, they was like, let me smell it. And dude was playing in his socks. Oh. I was like, man, I was like, bro, I was like, what's taking y'all so long? Because I stopped being funny at one point. I was like, man, what's, what y'all got going on? And I was like, damn, if I would have my gun, but I ain't, I ain't care. Hey man. And then the dude put the gun up to me, killed somebody a month later. What? Yeah, he shot the same situation, but it was his homeboy. It was two bloods. He shot his homeboy in the back and died. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Well, it's same very dude. very lucky that mm. uh things work out sometimes. Yeah. It's a good it's a very good thing. I'm very glad that uh, your gun was not with you yeah. in that car. Yeah, cuz might not have ever made it out here. I still shot their house up though. <laughs> Did you? Hell yeah. I mean, my homeboys, my homeboys did more than me. I had a 357. I was like, pow. I was like, oh, now y'all niggas got to finish. This shit too loud. <laughs> You're not afraid to talk about that? I'm like, hell nah. I'm good now. Y'all crank up. The, I'm going to go crank up the car. Dude, that's wild. I, uh, the last, when was the last time you shot a gun? Uh, like a year ago. Yeah. I went to a range uh, a little uh, like like a year or so ago in Vegas mm. with a buddy, and he's like he's like uh, let's go shoot some automatic <laughs> weapons, and we went to like this range and we we're like like Dang. shooting targets and stuff. It was crazy. Damn. Yeah, I was I, I was like 
and I grew up pretty conservative part of Kansas. And I think it's kind of funny, like whenever I look back on it, but like as a little kid, like I was like in the NRA, like I had a little NRA oh, <laughs> card damn. and everything like that. And, uh, I told my wife that and she was like appalled. She was Duh. like, she's like, what? Damn. <laughs> she's like you were in the, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I was just a, a kid and my, and my dad that's signed funny. me up and I was like, yeah, heck yeah. Damn, that's funny. <laughs> I, I just had think, a little NRA hat. <laughs> I, just, I just think I was a spy kid when I was young. Yeah. I used to have all the gear. You just had goggles and stuff. I thought I was one of them. Be climbing trees. From that movie? Yeah. Spy yeah. kids? What, what what kind of cartoons and stuff did you like growing up? Uh, I like a uh, Bugs Bunny, uh, Dexter Laboratory, uh, DD. <laughs> <laughs> I love good. that show. Cat Dog, uh, Rick and Morty, cool. Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, my favorite cartoon was uh, what is it? Uh, Curse the Cowley Dog and uh, Timmy Turner. Did you watch Rugrats? At oh all? yeah! Oh yeah! I got Chucky. Chucky. Ah, oh, dang! I got Chucky. Is that the? Is that my? Uh, you ever Chucky doll? Yeah, that's my doll. Yeah. yeah, I carried it. People like, why you got that? I just, I just, I feel like I can relate to Chucky. Like he, he like sad, but then he like don't show it. But I, I fuck with Chucky. <laughs> Chucky tight, man. <laughs> and you relate to that? Yeah, I feel like I do, man. It's crazy. This one girl, she seen me with the doll. She was like, "You remind me of Chucky." I think she was just trying to make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah, she ain't giving no pussy none, but. <laughs> Yeah, I got Chucky doll. I bought it from Toys R Us. It's like a hard Chucky doll with like the animal. I carry it with me. It's like good luck, I guess, but I, I left it. He laying down. What's it been like dating in LA? Uh, oh, like I ain't dated. In and out. Oh, you haven't dated yet? Yeah, no, my girl. I got a girl back home in North Carolina. Oh, okay. She, she so had, you guys are still together? Yeah, still together. What does she think of all this? Like, well, like that's been going on with you? She happy. She happy for me. Of course, yeah. yeah. She, uh, she she missed me. She missed you? Yeah, she in it, school. She got another year. Do you think that she is nervous about your guys' relationship because things are kind of moving kind of quickly for you in Los yeah. Angeles? I feel like she'd be, she'd be like, man, he going to leave me for one of the white girls. But then... <laughs> That's her greatest, yeah. <laughs> her greatest fear. Uh-huh. <laughs> nah, <laughs> she... Out of everything. She'd be, she be sad, but then she'd be like happy. You've been shot at. <laughs> you've been yeah. almost killed. It's like, oh, but I think he's going to leave me for a white <laughs> woman. <laughs> yeah, she'd she be sad, but she... she she be happy because she she just can't wait to get back here and stay for good. She got another year of school. She's oh, taking so she summer class. Try to come out here to mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Yeah, she's excited. We talk all the time. That's good. That help. Do you think that helps keep you grounded? Like being in touch with somebody uh, oh, from back yeah. home, like that. Yeah, because she was like, there when I first started comedy. Like when my first like six months in, that's when I met her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I missed her graduation because I got put on that show that weekend. So I tried to go to her graduation after it was over. I missed it. Yeah, I like my bad. We ain't even together yet, but you gotta understand. <laughs> I'm trying to hustle out here. Yeah, that's what's hard about stand up sometimes, man. Is sometimes you have to, uh, because of certain obligations, you have to miss certain life events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where sometimes it's worth it, but I've definitely missed some stuff. Yeah, like whenever I look back on, I'm like, oh man, I regret like, like missing like some friends' birthdays and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, because you're like, it's it it. It's so hard, like the like the constant like, you never know when you need to be available, and there's like the drop of a hat, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's uh, let's get into this next segment. Thank you. Pizza party. So we just had some pepperoni pizza from Joe's Pizza right before this podcast. Yeah, that was too good. It was real good. Uh, you said you told me, which I loved. You said pizza is your favorite food. Yeah, I love pizza. I eat pizza all the time. They yeah. take EBT. 
A lot of places. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Does Little Caesars take EBT? Uh, Probably. I, Pizza Hut does, so Little Caesars probably do. Do they? Yeah, Pizza okay. Hut. Yeah, man. Dang. I get Pizza Hut, Domino's. That's my first time eating there. I got to go. What is it called? Joe's? Joe's. Yeah, It's right by the comedy store. It's oh, walking right. distance. It yeah. reminds me of a New York Pizza. It's, uh, it's based out of New York. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's tight. Yeah, it's like thin New York pizza. The crust is good. Yeah, and yeah. it's pepperoni. My favorite is pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> Something about pizza, man. It's good. How, how, what, what's your diet like? Being being like, man. like, because whenever I first moved out here, dude, I was eating horribly. Yeah, I mean horrible. This girl bought me some carrots the other day. I got to eat better. Uh, I eat, I've been lately, I've been eating spaghetti, though. I've been buying spaghetti. spaghetti. Mm-hmm. I used to buy SpaghettiOs all the time. Oh, like, for real? In the can. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like all the time. SpaghettiOs and ravioli. Oh. Uh, SpaghettiOs would be a treat because uh, those were a little bit more expensive mm. if, I, if I got those. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's like how poor I was whenever I moved out here. I was like, man, oh, Friday night, I treat. think I'm going to uh, get myself a treat. <laughs> get some SpaghettiOs and then uh, <laughs> I'll get like different ravioli. Chef Boy RD was yeah. always a treat. I always bought like that, the, the off like the always save or whatever the yeah. Kroger or whatever the offering was. Oh, Kroger. But, uh, yeah. Like, are you eating many fruits and, and vegetables and stuff like that? Uh, heck's not. Well, I eat a lot of Chipotle, but I don't get no vegetables though. But I, I eat Jack in the box, McDonald's. I don't eat cars. Juniors no more. I got tired of it. Cause it's hard because if you're living in mm-hmm. your car in it's and out hard. of, you don't have a fridge. So it's yeah. like, I got, I got some friends. They, uh, they vegan. So sometimes they like invite me over. And they give me some of it, like, like cook stuff. But, uh, nah, I mean, I eat a lot of junk. I, I was eating, I eat a lot of candy too. I need to stop. But at one point, I was eating like, uh, raspberries, blueberries, and, uh, strawberries every day. But I kind of stopped. I need to go back to it. Yeah, I've been eating spaghetti later, though. Spaghetti and pizza. Well, it gives you energy, those carbs. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, I need to eat better. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's part of it. What, um, What's your favorite pizza joint in general? And then we'll move on to uh, this next segment. My favorite a lot pizza? Of good, uh, yeah. What's your favorite like company or uh, uh, company? Shop? Uh, my favorite to? company. Man, I like it Joe's, could be, It man. could be somewhere in North Carolina. Joe's pretty tight. That's my first time eating that. But uh, North Carolina. Uh, Is there good joints out there? Oh, heck yeah. We got like Domino's. Papa John's probably my favorite. Okay. Papa John's. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Papa John's. Well, this concludes Pizza Party. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I really want to get into this next segment because uh, I, I posted on Instagram and Twitter uh, over like this morning and over a couple hours, just over a few hours, there's over like 100 questions that came in. Mm. So uh, I printed off um, some and uh, let's get into them in this next segment, Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. I reached out <clears throat> to the Instagram and Twitterverse Asking people if they could ask Malcolm Hatchett any questions or oh, they ask. Uh, I don't know why uh, this question kept coming up. Kept coming up. Uh, do you eat ass? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I will, though. I eat my girl ass as long as she clean it. I don't know why, but there was... Dude, I can't even tell you how many people commented, do you eat ass? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why? Why is this even a question? But it came up enough where I was like, I'll just ask Malcolm yeah. quickly that question and move on. Uh at Jay Means on Twitter, who has been your favorite guest so far on Kill Tony, and what's the best advice they've given you? Uh, uh, Dom, is it Dom Herrero? Uh-huh. Yeah, Dom. He told me keep quitting those jobs because I quit a lot of jobs. Yeah, he was like just just stay doing you and keep quitting. That was tight because he's a legend. 
Yeah. How, how many uh, how many jobs have you quit while living in Los Angeles so far? Since I've been out here, man, over 30. Over 30? In eight months. In eight months? Yeah. How do you keep getting hired? Just uh, charm and charisma? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure. But a lot of, I go to a lot of like Tim H.C.'s warehouses, so they got like a whole lot of warehouse jobs. So I quit one. I called them like, I just quit. And they were like, I got you one tomorrow. And I go like, I quit again. They were like, you, I'm, you have to wait a, a week to go to another because you can't be quitting like this. You making me look bad. <laughs> then I be like, all right, well, I'm going to quit that one too. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think uh, I think we um, have uh, somebody on the line. I think they're... Let me, I think they're, let me see what that caller ID says. Yeah, it's Men's Warehouse. It looks like they're trying to Uh-oh. hire you. I think it's the spokesperson that's calling in. Uh, oh, let, me, let me take this real quick. Hello? Hi. You're going to like the way you look. Um, uh, one second. Uh, uh, oh, the, must be some Wi-Fi issues. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, um, got a little bit clear. Hi, Malcolm. What's up, man? Who this? Uh, this is, uh, the owner of Men's Warehouse. Oh, what's up, player? Uh, so, uh, I've been, uh, hearing about you. What's up? What you, what you don't heard about me? Well, uh, <laughs> a lot of things. Uh, I hear that you can sell a mean suit. Yeah, I can wear one, too. Well, how would you, Malcolm Hatchet, like to work at Men's Warehouse? What's the hours? Uh. 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. All right, how much y'all paying? 11.25 an hour. Y'all got one of them red Richard Pride suits in there? Uh, that's more of an urban kind of thing. Uh, I don't think we have uh, those colored suits that you're talking about. Hey, you better lay down with all that. <laughs> what do you mean? I just said colored <laughs> suits. <laughs> Hey, man, I'm a blood. Don't disrespect the red. I, I didn't say suits for coloreds. I said colored suits. Whoops, I accidentally just said that. All right, where you at? I'm finna pull up and beat your ass. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm not gonna like the way I look after you're done with me. Listen, uh, maybe I regret this uh, this this job interview, but uh, can I ask you one more question? I'm still considering hiring you. You're just so charismatic. Do you eat cigarettes? Yes, I do. I can tell. So, Malcolm, if I were to employ you here at Men's Warehouse, what is your best quality as an employee? Uh, showing up late and probably never coming back. You're not proving yourself a winning case for Men's Warehouse. Uh, my my, my best quality is, uh, selling the suits, and when they walk out with the suits, I walk out with them and never come back. It looks like we've already filled our opening here at Men's Warehouse. Thanks so much. Hey, hey hello. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was genuinely curious how you actually do these job interviews. Oh, yeah, that'd be crazy, man. I'd just be chilling. They'd be like, what do you do? I'd be like, I do comedy. And then I'd be like, they was like, uh, can you work long hours? I'd be like, yeah, but I really don't want to. And I just, they'd be like, okay. And you people hard. are that desperate? Yeah. <laughs> Because I got I got a lot of warehouse experience. So what so what do you say to people who complain that there's no work out there? Because you're able to man, get jobs so easily. I show them my my uh my emails. I'll be like, what? Man, you lying. Like when I see these homeless people walking around, I'll be like, man, y'all, y'all can be living better than me. Cause y'all probably take the job. I'll be quitting. I, I just know I, people like ain't no work in LA. I'm my friends, but I ain't no work. I'm like, you're, you're like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you just Have you seen scrolls. my Snapchats when I first moved? I was in n- different warehouses every day. Buffalo Wild Wings, Del Taco. I was everywhere. 
You were in their warehouses? No, no, no. I was working at the... Uh, <laughs> the oh, hey, I was like, Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> has a warehouse full uh, of chicken wings? I worked, <laughs> I worked in the kitchen there. And I was working at warehouses. I was everywhere. Wow. That's wild. Um, so I've said that's wild more times on this podcast. I don't know why I keep saying it. that's wild. Anyway, uh, I guess this is a wild episode, man. Thank you. So at TSK123, what has been the most exciting thing to happen to you since beginning at Kill Tony? Uh, getting a chance to go back up and getting $100 from Russell Peters, that was tight. And being able to hang in the green room before. Yeah, just more of the camaraderie, like being mm-hmm. in, being a part of the show rather than having to yeah. put your name in the bucket. Yeah, and people coming out here to check it out. Like people be coming from like Orange County, San Diego. Like, Well, here's this next question, which is interesting, which feeds into this. At the Hooded Crow one on Twitter, how does it feel to be loved across the world, especially the highlands of Scotland, while still living in your car? Ah, oh, man, it feel good. You know, sometimes I'll be in the car like, Man, this is a house now because they showing love, so I'm comfortable, man. I be people be hitting me up from Scotland, Australia. I'll be like, man, it's crazy. Isn't it weird mm-hmm. to 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 know like how far of a reach podcasts can have? I know, sometimes? right? I'm like, dang, you're like, you didn't even know I existed yeah. a couple months ago, and now you're like, send me things and yeah. like send me like cool letters and and different stuff like that. Like, is it is it easy for you or? Is it hard for you to stay grounded in this whole situation that's been going on? Uh, oh, man, it's, I, I don't take it to the head. I just be happy to get stage time because I do the Kill Tony, but I get a lot of other like shows. So I just, I'm just grounded, humble. I be hyped because I know it can all be gone in a minute. So I just be chilling. That's the best way to look at it, man. I still and do mics. I be at all the mics. They be like, bro, why are you still coming to these mics? I'm like, and you're like, what are you talking yeah, about? I, I still got. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I saw Bill Burr at open mics. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like I've seen the, Peter Holmes, Pete Holmes yeah. recently. It's like what like what yeah. <laughs> what what makes me <laughs> any yeah. different from like I love seeing that. I love whenever mm-hmm. big like headliners and stuff, you they'll pop into mics and, mm-hmm. and workouts and stuff. I'm like, that's what it's all about right mm-hmm. there. That's so cool. Uh this next one comes from at coin underscore chopper on Twitter. How do you feel about the differences in culture moving from North Carolina to California? Do you encounter more or less racism? Oh, I don't see no racists out here. I mean, comics, they be playing around, but nah. North Carolina, where I'm from, I didn't even see no racists growing up because I grew up in the uh, in the city part. Plus, it was like, well, I grew up, it was like everybody. Like, I went to an all-white middle school. Uh, my high school was mixed. Elementary was mixed. I grew around Mexicans, white people. It wasn't that many Asians. So when I see Asians out here, I'll be like, shit, where they coming from? <laughs> But yeah, I don't see races. I mean, if I do, I'm a comic, so I don't really think about it as much. Right, it's a little bit different for us. Like, yeah. I think the r- things roll off our backs a little bit. It's easier a joke. Than, it's a yeah. joke. Yeah, I'm like, man, it's got to be a joke. Right. <laughs> I like this question a lot. At Ready TMNT uh, from Instagram, I believe. Uh, if you could travel back in time and perform anywhere, where and when would that be? If I could travel back in time and perform anywhere, 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 anytime. To perform back in the day, where would it be? Probably in the '90s on Def Jam. That's a great era of comedy. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I started. I got the VCRs and stuff. Def Jam. Who were, who were some of the comics like uh, that were favorites of yours? Whenever you're watching Def Jam, uh, Chris Tucker. I used to watch it every day. Chris Tucker and Dave Chappelle, Jamie Fox, Martin Lawrence, Martin Lawrence. Yeah, dude, I want Martin Lawrence to do more stuff. I know. I'm like, like, have you seen him pop into the store yet? I missed him. I was on the way up there. And my friend said he already left. I was like, dang, I was at the, a, a bar mic 
Yeah, he's, I feel like he's slowly starting to get back yeah, into it like her. a little bit. But uh, yeah, he's just one of those guys that's so likable on stage. It's like, like man. Martin, man. Uh, at Sisto Knee on Instagram, Malcolm, do you worry you're getting too much exposure too fast? Do you look at social media constantly? Do you feel more pressure to perform now? Is this helping you create higher quality material? Uh, it's helping me uh, write more because any minute now somebody can be like, yo, you got 30 minutes on you. So it just, it's just making me work even harder. And, uh, now I don't feel no pressure because, uh, I just, I just like it. You know, I always been on social media, but now it's cool that people like really tune in just to like see what I got going on. So it, I think it's cool. It just made me work even harder. Just to show them that, you know, I ain't going to ever stop. Okay. Man, busting through these questions, man. I like I like all your answers. I mean, it, 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 I can tell the way you're answering these questions, I can tell that you're a very grounded, humble person, which I think this is that's what people will enjoy hearing whenever they're listening to you, this podcast is is that you're a good dude. You know what I mean? It seems like you have a like a, a good head on your shoulders about everything that's going on. Like big old head. Because <laughs> because you could be, you know, taking it very differently. Uh yeah. I, I like this question from Instagram. At Valdez seven T four. If you died and came back as a ghost, who would you haunt? I would hunt uh I probably haunt the uh, the the pizza delivery guy. I would haunt him. The pizza delivery guy? Mm-hmm. Like, but, is there a specific one or just like it's one in general? In, it's one in North Carolina. I don't know his name, but he forgot uh, my Sprite one time. And we just had water in the house. And I'm still thinking about it. This happened you two st- years ago. <laughs> what? That must have really <laughs> shook you, man. You were thinking about that a couple yeah, of years man. ago? I was tired. I was trying to lay down. I had to wait he, so he didn't bring the Sprite that he was supposed yeah, to? He, he just left the, the two liter? Yeah, he left it at the job, and it was late. And he, did he charge you for it, too? Yeah, he charged me for it, and all, but I noticed when he left, and I called, oh. so I had to wait, and then, yeah, I was black. I was, I went up there like a ghetto lady. Next, I said, why don't I ever forget my thing? Who you think? I just got work. You better lay down. Yeah, I probably hunt him. No, I probably hunt Beyonce. You'd hunt Beyonce? Yeah. Just for the uh, just for the reactions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to see if she smelled good, cause she seemed like she smelled good. <laughs> I want to know for, for, for myself. I just want to get behind it, dude. All right, it's true. It's true. You can have a Jay Z. Queen B, <laughs> you smell real nice. Yeah. I think I'm feeling a presence on this podcast. I feel it too. You feel it? Yeah. Malcolm. God, is that you? Malcolm. God, look, man, I know I've been sending, but look, you're going to have to let me know. Is that you or not? It is not. Who? God. Is you in the bathroom? Oh, boy, you had some Chipotle. Oh, uh, you caught me. I, 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 didn't, I didn't think that you'd be able to tell that I was in the bathroom. Wait. I'm in the living room now. Oh man, who is this? It's the Sprite Ghost, Malcolm. Hey man, look, stop playing with me. You made my Sprite, and when I picked it up, it was drinking out of. I I need my money back. Listen to me very carefully. It was not the delivery man who forgot your Sprite. Well, who was it then? It was me. 
Who is me? I'm finna find you. What's your Instagram? At me? Is there any underscore? Sprite Ghost 667425. You got too many sixes. 667425, Malcolm. I'm gonna go play them lottery numbers. I might win. Maybe so. Hey, man, don't ever forget my Sprite. I will knock you upside your head. Listen, I will continue to steal your Sprite for years to come. Unless... You do me one simple task. Oh, I mean, every time it's a task, it's some stuff. What is it? I need you to start handing over your soul to the devil. Just that. Just that. Just that one little thing. And I will forever leave your sprites alone. I knew this was you. Look, man. Look, if you can sponsor me by Sprite, you can have it. Okay. Look, man, I, I'm not playing. I need I need a hundred million two liters of Sprite, and I need some. Uh, so we have an agreement then. If I give you all the Sprite in the world, then you will hand over your soul to the devil. Yep. Cause look, once I drink all those Sprites, I'm gonna die anyway. Mm. Is you moaning? Mm. Oh hell no! I've seen this I in a movie. I like the sound of souls being turned over. Ah! I don't know what just happened. Yeah, but man, that's, that's crazy. He need to lay down. Dude, I I can't believe that that a spirit just talked you into to giving your soul over to the devil for Sprite, Malcolm. I feel empty now, man. I, <laughs> I, I thought that... I, just a, dude, just a minute ago, I was just saying how good of a head you had on your shoulders. That's all right. Sprite is good, man. I guess, I mean... Frick, man. I need to go back to church. I need to get my soul back. I guess so. <laughs> you go back to church, you're like... Hey, God, I know I haven't been here in a bit. Uh, <laughs> that was my bad about the whole giving my soul away yeah. for Sprite thing. Can we work something out, please? Because uh, I really don't want to go to hell for Sprite. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, at peace underscore in underscore the underscore east asks, ask him to tell a fight story. Did you ever get in any fights? Oh, yeah, I got in a fight in fifth grade. That was probably my only... Oh, I beat up this one dude. He took my brother... He took my brother money and took off running. He was just playing, but I was mad at the time, so I chased him and beat him up. I, I made him bleed. Then I went home, and I went to sleep. I went to go lay down, and his family came to my house, like 15 people deep. And my cousin was in the house. He crazy. He was like, bro, don't go outside. I was like, I ain't going out there. If you ain't going out there. So I never went out. I was just in the window talking trash. But in fifth grade, this fat dude said something to me. And I like smacked him upside the head and he got up and I chased him around the class and then he got tired and I like I like ran up on him and like kicked him in the leg and he fell the day before fifth grade graduation. And then all the people was like, why you do that, man? I was like, because I couldn't let him catch me. He big. He real big. It seems like you've gotten in a lot of fights with fat dudes. Yeah. The, dude, the fat dude from the hostel, the fat yeah, dude from fat fifth, dude. fifth grade. Yeah, the fat dude chased me around. It was so funny. He was breathing hard, uniform. We wore uniforms. I think we've got... Uh uh, every fat guy in America calling in right now. Uh oh, let me talk to him. Hello? Look, man, you need to go get you a Planet Fitness membership or something. Why? Well, uh, can I just say, why are you so anti fat? It was all a dream. That's what you sound it's like. It's me, Biggie, man. How you doing? Man, look, how much do you eat a day? You, man, you... I eat six waffles a day. Dang. I eat uh, McRib, 
Pops, or you know. What? <laughs> what do you get this money from, you fat boy? Well, I sold a lot of records, Malcolm. Oh man, you sound like you run out of breath sitting still. Uh, sometimes I sound like Darth Vader just trying to. Ain't no trying to. You some, do sound like him. Some kind of cheeseburger, man. <laughs> you probably have food under your titties. Man, sometimes I do. Sometimes I, I use that as my Ziploc containers for later, man. <laughs> hey, man. You came, you came out here from uh, North Carolina, right? Yeah, that's where I'm from. Okay, so when's the next time you're going, going back, back <laughs> to North Carolina? As soon as you buy me a plane ticket and a cheeseburger. Uh, hold on a second. I think somebody is uh, calling in. Uh... Wait a second. How do we even have... Biggie yeah. on the show right now. Man, I sold my soul. Anything's possible. Let's see. I I think that that's something. Oh. I brought Biggie on. Oh man, here you go again. Look, hey man, I need my soul back, man. These prices getting flat. They not good no more. Listen, Malcolm. No, you, you listen. No, you listen. You didn't tell me what kind of sprite you wanted. You are going to have flat sprite for eternity. Man, you play too much. Listen, listen, Malcolm. I don't think it's such a good idea that you sold your soul to the devil, man. Well, give me some of your soul. You fat. You probably got about four of them in your pocket. Let me get half of your soul. Man, I'm just like a cow. Just like a cow has four stomachs. I got four souls, man. Well, stop being selfish and share. All right. I feel fat now. And also that pizza, man, because otherwise you'll end up like me, especially since you got my soul now, Malcolm. Is you breathing hard just talking on the phone? You're not even walking around, are you? Man, I'm in the hot tub right now. <laughs> it's good hot in this hot tub. Man, oh, blood's rushing to my arms. Feel like I'm back on the farm. Got a minute to get this off, you know, Malcolm. Big, you need to lay down. You probably got goldfish floating around the hot tub. Man, yeah, goldfish crackers. <laughs> we just lost Biggie. I don't know. I think he's gone for real. I, I, I was going to say, I didn't want to address it, but like, like uh, sometimes dead people will call in on the podcast and they don't even realize that they're dead. Yeah, and that's being humble. Wait a second. I'm dead? Oh. You need to lay down. See, we just lost. I, I shouldn't have said that he was dead. Yeah. He <sighs> just floated away. Like a hot air balloon with right. cheeseburgers. <laughs> Let's get into uh, uh, our final segment, Sax Talk. Oh, Sax Talk. Malcolm's going to share a story of a sexual encounter, and I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone underneath. Let's go. Here we go. <clears throat> it all started. When I was 19 years old, I fell in love with this chick, and she fell in love with me. I couldn't invite her over to my place, so I told her to meet me at this parking spot. I got in her car, and all of a sudden, it got hot. She started to kiss on me, and I got harder than a guy in jail for life. 
She said, pull my pants down, and I ain't think twice. I put on my balloon, a.k.a. condom. I was hitting it so hard, I think I fucked up her alignment. I was tearing it up. I was tearing it up. Then next you know, I got my foot stuck under the seat. And she started screaming. I was like, bitch, shut up. It's old people walking out here. And she called me daddy. I was like, you better not say that because I don't know my damn daddy. I ain't your daddy. And then I nutted. I said, oh, damn. And we departed. And she called me later. And she said she was on her period. I was at the gym. I was like, no, you can't be. I thought if a girl gets on her period, she was pregnant. I was 19 and nervous. I immediately blocked her. Then I called her back and I was like, look, I can't be the father of your kid. And she said, no, silly, I'm on my period. And I told her to elaborate. She said, well, girls have cycles once a month and it just came. That means you gave it to me because it came a little early. She said, I love your dick and I need some more. I said, if you say so. So she was my car hoe. But now I don't talk to her no more. So the first time I had sex, I got a girl on her period. I put her on her period and I thought she was pregnant. I was scared as hell. And when I found out I can give her a period, I started giving everybody periods. Bitches was just bleeding. Then I came in the house one day with blood on my pants. My mom was like, what the hell you got going on? And I said, period juice, and she kicked me out, so I slept in the car. Man, I missed that bitch. This was dedicated to you. First time having sex, I thought I got a girl pregnant, but it was just her period. My favorite color is red now. Told that bitch to lay down. Oh, yeah, that was sex talk. Yeah. <laughs> so the first time that you had... <laughs> yep. That was the very first time you had sex with a girl? She, and when it's usually... I was 19. It's a, it's a call of relief mm-hmm. whenever uh, somebody calls in. And uh, I didn't oh, even know. Oh, I think I think the the girl that you lost your virginity is calling into. Uh oh. Hello. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Well, who this? Uh, well, um, this is Malcolm's buddy Jeremiah. Oh, what's up, bro? Well, I took Malcolm virginity some years ago, and I just wanted to tell him that. I miss it, and I know he got a girl now, but he can still get it if he want it, cause I ain't been on my period yet, and I need it, cause I'm scared I'm gonna get pregnant. He got some good dick. Though. Wow, call I can't believe Malcolm lost his virginity to Drake. This is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. How you know? Listen about some problems. I got some problems with Gosh, Malcolm. Man. God's plan. God's plan. Like, uh, so, uh, Drake, what was it like uh, um, having sex with Malcolm? It was good. It was, it was real good. 
good because it was real, real good. He crazy. He he was fucking me, hitting him from the back, spinning the basketball on his fingers. He really had hoop dreams. I was like, it's either me or the ball. And he said he chose both of us. So I felt like he he was he was he loved me. I love him. Was it God's plan? God's God's plan. Yeah, that was God's plan. Well, uh, Drake, do you think there's any chance that you might get back together with Malcolm? I don't know. He don't got too Hollywood. He don't even talk to me no more. None of that. He changed. Everybody say he changed. I'm happy for him, though. I wish I would have told him not to wear a condom because I would have had his baby. I would have had his ass on child support real quick, homeless or not. Did, did the first time uh, that you guys uh, have sex, were you like, I don't usually do this unless I'm drunk or I'm high, but I'm bold right now and I need it in my life. I don't usually do it unless I'm drunk or I'm high, but I'm bold right now. I want you. Yeah, I'm both. Oh, I, I, I guess we lost Drake. I don't know what happened. Man, that bitch got minutes. That's what it is. She ran out of minutes. Man, I thought Drake had a lot of money. That's crazy, mm, man. Yeah, man. I can't believe Malcolm Hatchett lost his virginity to, to, to Drake. It's <laughs> 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 the wildest thing I've ever heard. God's plan. God's plan. God's, God's plan. <laughs> Love me some Drake. And, you know, <sighs> I have to say, I think I respect Drake even more now. Now Damn. that I know the real history Damn. of Drake. Drake, what's now, up? Now, now I know. Now I know what put Drake in that wheelchair. To uh, <laughs> that Malcolm, Jimmy, it was that Malcolm Hatchet dick, man? Broke his back and his legs. <laughs> man, okay. made him cripple. Right. I gotta ask. I, uh, this is uh, completely unrelated. How do you keep your shoes so clean? Oh, man, I, I, I bought these from Buffalo Exchange for thirty dollars. Yeah, every time I see you, you got a fresh pair, fresh of, pair of shoes, of shoes yeah, on though. I got, I got crazy do you, OCD. Do you trade in and st- in nah, and out stuff? Not well. When I came out here, I came out here with uh just a few pair of Converse's and a pair of Felis, mm-hmm. and those Reeboks I bought recently. And these, y'all just like thrift. Nah, I never trade. All, I got a lot of fresh shoes, but most of them are like back home. So like whatever I come out here, where I just like keep real real clean. Yeah. So where where do you um where do you keep all of your like clothes and, and shoes and stuff like that? Because there's uh, like yeah, my trunk. I got a big trunk. It's it's a decent size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're able to keep that much stuff mm-hmm. in there. Heck yeah. And you just like kind of compartmentalize everything. Heck yeah. I got like uh, a basketball big old duffel bag with like shirts. I got like a dirty laundry bag. And I got like shoes in the bag ass clean. Wow, you just got your like your system down. Mm-hmm. That's wild. That's man. my closet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a walkout closet. Yeah, <laughs> you're always outside the closet. <laughs> Look at that thing. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Well, uh, is there anything that you want to plug before uh, we wrap this up? God's plan. God's God's plan. I mean, it was tight, man. I had fun, man. Good, dude. Well, I'm glad. I'm excited. Uh, glad to have you. Uh, yeah, what what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? The future. Nah, man, I'm just excited about getting on these stages out here, and you know, just just seeing my material works and just uh, share my love with the world. I love that. What what, what would you tell uh, Malcolm Hatchett uh, in five years from now? Uh, stop eating McDonald's. Stop eating McDonald's. Yeah. Is there anything that 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 you uh, where you want to be? You have any goal like specific goals? Like what, what's long term goal for you? Uh, I want a Netflix special. Mm-hmm. I want my I want my first one to be shot at the comedy store, one day. Yeah, that's my that's one of my big goals. I want a sitcom too. 
like like something like Fresh Prince, uh, Martin. That's 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 kind of why I dress like funky, like in the '80s. So they can be like, "Oh man, you remind me." But yeah, sitcom, uh, Netflix special. I just want to tour around the world and do comedy. Oh, anything. I, I think it's gonna happen, brother. Uh, I'm very happy to have you as uh, the playing. newest regular on Kill Tony, man. Thank you, man. And uh, for having wish me. you the best. And very excited to see what happens for you in the future, my friend. Thanks, man. I'm about to cry. <laughs> That's how we end the podcast. We just both start crying. <laughs> man, I love you, man. Gosh, man. Gosh, man. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, brother. Thank you.